You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. been doing this now for oh this show for uh, at least 11 to 12 years okay and i uh, been here live on the uh, we're going to be doing seven years in january the kcsm.org has been out there uh, broadcasting and it never gets old i've got some uh, new shows starting up tomorrow night uh uh, that you need to be checking out. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the towards the end of the show. Uh, but I, I just went down the street, and we've got scheduled here, Mr. Matthew Mendoza. 
okay? And I come back, and I come in here, and I get talking to somebody, and I forget, and I leave him standing at the door, and he's looking at me like, so what is this? You know, am I on the right night? Yes, you are. Get in here. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that's the way I like to is leave everybody standing out in the heat and the mugginess and everything else. So I uh, tonight was supposed to be the shearing of the whiz, okay? We were going to uh, uh, be going over it has been six years now uh, I think I did shave or at least trim the beard okay but it has not been trimmed or anything I get the ZZ top old mountain man look whatever it is you know definitely I've been feeling older this year and I'm probably looking older this year with the beard so it's time to quit feeling older and quit looking older and I'm going to go back to a different look for everybody for a while plus remember we don't get paid to do this here. This is all volunteer. So guess what? I got to make money other ways, okay? And uh, we'll be out at the flea markets, out at Kyle Flea Market tomorrow and uh, San Marcos Flea Market here on Sunday. Also, there are vendors. There are people up there. And this is at Wonder World Cave in the parking lot at the far end. And we've got all of these uh, people in the uh, neighborhood that come down. And it's a neat something neat about San Marcos. I really like what these guys, young guys, have done uh, to promote it. And uh, so the bands will be back on the 17th of this next month, so go check it out. And uh, so coming up tonight, uh, I was over here at the... Uh, uh, so I went over to go get my hair cut. I was there at 6 o'clock, and I just forgot to get this thing uh, with uh, Mario. You know, I just should have confirmed with him ahead of time. I had to cancel it last week. I said, okay, we'll do it this week. And I don't think he was thinking that this is a holiday weekend. And so, you know, I think they went in ahead and shut down uh, at the 6 o'clock. Nobody else was there. There, They were still finishing up. They had a line of people inside. So, you know, uh, okay. We're not doing this tonight, evidently, and there was a reason why. And so I get uh, going, uh, oh, what you got going on here? And he's putting up a flyer out front of the Modern Day Hemp Company for Mad Dabber. A Mad Dabber, it's going to be $5 at the door and uh, doing live performance, free drinks, giveaways. And that's tonight, folks, at, uh, uh, oh, probably starting about 9 o'clock and uh, going on. And that's over on LBJ. Okay, North LBJ. They are right next to the old movie theater. And uh, for those of you that follow me on uh, Facebook, and I did not put this on our, uh, uh, I should have probably put it on our uh, We the People page, but if you go by the movie theater up here, you will see movie posters for Piranha. No, they're not showing Piranha, but Piranha was the movie back in 1979 that was filmed here in our river, and that was where they brought in those elephant ears. Okay, that are the invasive species now. Okay, so this was us wanting to get, uh, oh yes, let's get a film going here. Let's get these people here, okay? And, you know, hey, we'll do anything. And then here we are still dealing with this. Okay, so I do kind of get it, Matthew, when they are talking about the up here over the aquifer uh, recharge zone. Yeah, I can see that. Yes, sir. You know, and I, you know, I can see the concern because here 
look, I'm right next to this, you know, here's this old movie poster. Right. And here I am still talking about it from 1979. And that, you know, we're, we're sitting here, uh, okay, we're wanting to give incentives for people to be right over the aquifer. Now, there's all sorts of businesses. Not everything's as bad as, you know, bringing the movies to town and right, we, right. we get something invasive. But, uh, you know, we're a lot closer. But, I mean, what's your feelings on that with, uh, you know, and I know that's a loaded one to start you <laughs> off with here tonight. Well, you know what? Let's just be honest about it. So you're asking me, what do I think about La Cima having the movie theater or the incentives that we have in place? The for incentives. That, what for I'm talking theater. about is La Cima. I'm, I'm talking yes, about sir. the business uh, that is going on top of the aquifer there. It, it's the impervious cover. I get it, you know. Right. But there's still less than what we they made an agreement we made that i know you know yes, lisa sir. marie copaletta is she's very strong about that and she's talked about that on the shark tank here yes, on the sir. show and i get that so what i mean how do you feel about the within council you know how does that make our businesses feel okay okay well, I wish I could tell you I knew what the mind frame was of the council that actually approved that in the first place for the movie studio. I, I can't speak for them. What I can tell you is it does shock me the misinformation that's being put out there, if we can say misinformation. I mean, we have to admit that movie studios are great when it comes to respecting the environment. They tend to be some of the least environmental impacting companies out there just because, I mean, we are talking about mainly Californian companies that understand what it's like to impact the environment. But we also have to look at it. These studios are not just bringing in multi, uh, let's say, triple or six-figure salaries. We're also providing jobs for caterers. We're providing jobs for landscapers, security. We're also providing jobs for mom-and-pop shops. We're allowing these industries to bring in, you know, homes that can surround them, uh, allow individuals to work and walk from home. I thought the idea was to remove cars from the from the city and this will help allow individuals to live in the neighborhood and to work there it will just expand the jobs that we so desperately need here and i think that the movie studio given the options we may have had to allow there i think it was good to offer them incentives to improve the the uh the protection that they're providing i know that we're they're going above and beyond the set standards that San Marcos has and to be honest with you that's the least we can ask considering we weren't the ones that approved the project in the first place I think offering them incentives was a good idea because we do need that money for the school district. We do like to have it that we don't have to have homes. We have this as a business to provide millions of dollars every well, year. A lot of the push for this was from the school district, it right? It was, yes, sir. It absolutely was because the fact of the matter is we're growing and we need money for our school district. We tend to forget that those children, they need to have all the resources that are available. And this also opens up the ability to have Texas State access to use the studio to allow our high school students access to something that's amazing that no other really small town has here in Texas access to a movie studio to show your creativity to maybe help with these mermaid festivals with films that we can have going on there's just a, a lot of things that can happen for us but uh, you know the the council was not unanimous on this we've had a lot of people that have came back on uh, and protested uh, down at uh, City Hall uh, yes, about this what what do you think about their feelings on on all of this and you know I well truth be told uh, feelings are feelings and they should be respected to whoever they are you know the point is somebody's feelings are important to them and they're important to everybody else it's just what's urgent this particular issue was not urgent to the fact that we needed to come back and discuss it we were simply talking about incentives we weren't talking about removing the whole project we weren't talking about anything like that 
and people did not quite understand that these were incentives to provide to help our school children, to maybe even help our special ed program, things that are lacking. And I think the miscommunication between those who may have um, thought we could change the process or thought we could go back and change the decision made, I think there was miscommunication there. Actually, they came and protested during one of our planning and zoning meetings, misunderstanding what day they should have been there, not really understanding why they were there. Yeah. So I sat down with some of the individuals who, a, amazing young man, and I forget his name, but he was a gentleman who was putting on uh, the protest, very smart person. And I was able to explain to that individual that, you know, your voice comes to speak to us. Unfortunately, we can't fix the issue, but we can hear you be part of the democratic process, become a, be, see what we do as a republic, come and listen to us, understand why we're doing what we do, and let me tell you that we'll listen to you. And I wish they would have done the protest during the city council meeting so that way those individuals would have heard and seen their passion. But unfortunately, when they protested with us at planning and zoning, all we could do was listen to them. We had no power over anything. And it's a shame because those individuals, they're amazing when they get together and they really deserve to be heard and they should have been given the correct information. Well, so, <laughs> so see, I, you know, I just sit here and I just slide you into this and I throw you one of the heavy hitters right off the bat. Well, I and uh, so now, folks, you know, this is kind of like what I do when I do these music ones, all right? A lot of times I break the ice with the music, then I come back and we talk about the, the artist, okay? So that's what we're doing right now. We, we threw, uh, on the political side of things, we threw this ball at you here just to hit. So now we're going to come on back and I want you to tell everybody here who you are and why you're on this radio Great. show tonight. Uh, well, thank you for that question because it actually eased up my my nervousness here and I will just say this Rob uh, thank you I really appreciate the invitation to come out here I appreciate being on this platform it's really cool it's surreal to be sitting here on this side of the microphone and uh, citizens please forgive me if I come across as uh, nervous but that's because I really am and I will try hopefully by the end of the interview to be slow and for you could be able to understand me for what I'm saying but well, me, well uh, yes, tell, tell everybody about who you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, and what what are you doing right now, and why are you running for council? To, the simple stuff. Absolutely. Well, to let the world know, my name is Matthew Mendoza. I am a hometown kid, born and raised here in San Marcos. I'm running right now for city council, place one, basically because I feel it is my time. I feel that I am at a point in my life where I know how to change things. I know how to make things work. I know how to collaborate. I know how to get things done, and I feel that. My learning experience with planning and zoning, it really allows me to understand what the next step should be and how I can really help the community the next level up. I'm a local person here, so I wanted to kind of let everybody know really my background and why I think I would be the better candidate for city council. The and you're currently serving on planning and zoning, right? Yes, sir, I am. I am currently planning with zoning right now, and it is, truth be told, I know I'm going to use this word a lot, but it is one of the greatest honors I've ever had to be able to serve our citizens and to be able to be on a committee with six other in, or seven other eight other individuals excuse me that we are so different in every aspect of our lives and we are able to make a decision and really make a difference and hopefully do great things for some markets that shows in 15 20 years and from generations now okay so you know here's the quick backtrack and then uh, i'm mm -hmm. going to take a quick uh, break and we're going to come back and talk some more about uh, matthew mendoza but planning and zoning Planning and zoning is usually next to city council, and sometimes I could argue that they are more influential than city council, okay? Uh, but they are appointed by council, 
and they serve terms and they have a meeting every two weeks just about yes sir and it's on the tuesday nights the council is not on and they have a thick packet of stuff to go through and they have to determine you know well what was the intent what was are these people following what you know is the law and the zoning and what is the intent of that so i mean you know this is you know this is pretty difficult stuff oh it's a nuts and bolts of the city it actually you know if somebody wants to sit there and say why are we getting an apartment complex or why are we getting a neighborhood well that's planning and zoning come and talk to us if you want to say well, you shouldn't have done that. Well, guess what? Talk to my colleagues. We are the ones that are making the decisions of where these properties are going and what's going to be uh, allowed there. So I think it's important that the citizens know when we meet because you are all welcome to come and speak. You're all welcome to voice your opinion. And truth be told, I could not imagine any of my colleagues not listening to our citizens because that is the most important job of what we do here. We are the voice of the people and we do our best to represent you. And on that note, we're going to say we're going to come right back here and uh, continue talking with Matthew Mendoza in the hot seat tonight. Well, it's just hot because the sun's shining in on him, okay? <laughs> you know, we try not to make it a hot seat here too badly. <laughs> KZSM.org, Tree Community Radio. You are listening to We the People, your local connection every Friday night from 7 until 8 o'clock on how you can make a difference locally. And we'll be right back with you. .org would like to thank... The following businesses, organizations, and individuals for underwriting and supporting our 24-7 live streaming programming. So Blue Sky Mortgage. Sid and Ellen Braverman. Down to Earth Barbecue Sauce. Fast Signs. Ghost Note Brewing, My The Hill Country Free Thinkers, The San Marcos Art League, Tejas Hemp, Marianne Reese at the Lifelong Learning Organization of San Marcos, and the Whitliff Collections at Texas State University. If you, your business, or your organization would like to promote and maintain true community radio in San Marcos and around the world, find the donate button on our webpage, kzsm.org, or email kzsmsanmarcos at gmail.com to underwrite our programming. And again, thank you. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. With over 1 million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Around the world, generations of leaders build new friendships and solve problems, turning great ideas into reality. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org action. And I was honored uh, yesterday with uh, Senior Centric, uh, which we uh, do once a month on Thursday afternoons at 2 o'clock with Marianne Reese. And she had uh, the folks from the Rotary uh, were here to talk about coming up this next month is for hunger, hunger awareness, and uh, getting involved with the few. Uh, 
food fuel program, okay, that they're uh, helping to do, and the Hayes County Area Food Bank doing some food drives. And, you know, all of these things as we come into the fall, it's, you know, realizing that uh, we do have hunger, we do have those issues here in Hayes County, in San Marcos, in our CISD that goes over into Caldwell and into the other counties. You know, so, uh, you know, we we influence here in San Marcos four different counties and I people fail to remember that I think a lot of times is right. that we do have that uh, where you know it's Comal I mean we're right at the corner right. of Hayes County Comal County Guadalupe County and Caldwell County and they are some of the poorest counties we have in the state as well well you've got the richest I mean you well, know you also it, have that it, other side of Hayes County who is pretty, yeah. yeah you know and we've got New Braunfels and New Braunfels is really growing yes, you know and there's always been you know but there's this difference between but we're meeting and so we've got areas now that are uh, being built that are it's easier for them uh, in the trace area Okay. Yes, sir. To go to New Braunfels and spend their money in New Braunfels mm-hmm. than it is. We just do not have those resources here. I think we've got Target, you know, but, right. uh, you know, it's finding, you know, the grocery stores and the, you know, having those things, you know, it, it's, we're missing. We don't have the downtown. We don't have the center. You know, we've tried to design San Marcos. You know, I've been watching since 2007 i think you know going to planning and zoning meetings going to city council meetings and watching how we have tried to develop these you know downtown areas where everything's in one place kind of the european concept right okay so if you look over at uh springtown and i like what they did with springtown okay Mm -hmm. it's a you know beautiful but that's the contrast. What do you, you know? What's your feelings on where San Marcos is going? Ah. You know, over the next ten years, you've got your experience with planning and zoning. Yes, you know, sir. you've grown <laughs> up here. You know how fast things are changing, but also the different direction that San Marcos has taken in some ways. Honestly, Rob, I, I really think it breaks it down to: we need to have the right jobs for our community. If we can find right jobs that pay very well for our citizens, they want to stay here. And if you have families staying here, they're going to want to make the community family friendly. They're going to want to make downtown family friendly. And maybe if they're encouraged to stay here with their families, maybe they'll open a small business. Maybe they'll have that encouragement to open a mom and pop shop downtown, maybe a toy store, maybe something to incentivize people to stay here downtown, which we are obviously wanting people to ride their bikes here. We want people to stay here. Well, the problem is we need to go back and also look at the parking situation. How can we expect people to spend time down here if they can't even make it to park in the first place? We used to have a beautiful downtown growing up. There were so many items. I mean, it's not so items. There were so many stores and things down here to, to go visit as a family. But I think if we bring up the community and allow really good paying jobs, it will allow uh, these citizens to stay here. It will, it will give them a reason to want to put small businesses. It'll hopefully turn San Marcos around, but we need responsible uh, neighborhoods out here. We need to go ahead and maybe test the waters with all these dense, uh, they want to densify neighborhoods, Well, why don't we test this out on the new neighborhoods coming out? Why don't we try the new, I guess they call them neighborhood sets. Why don't we maybe put buildings, maybe we try to copy what Austin has, but let's try it out in the new communities. Let's see how that works and maybe we can 
find out, but I wish I wish I knew more about that because we are getting so many homes coming in. We are, whether we like it or not, Rob, it's coming. We are now going to be filled. Well, and then you have traffic issues trying to get in and out Absolutely. of our where our shopping areas are. For Take, for instance, Highway 80 and I-35. Okay. Take, for instance, 123. Yes, sir. And we've got the, you know, the, now, construction aside, okay, okay, you know, that, you know, <laughs> there's always going to be construction on I-35. That oh, yeah. was what uh, my musical guest sang about the other day. Um yeah, I just, I, I love this one. Uh, oh, but you also debating, you mean you're, you're having to fight the city when it comes to TxDOT. Yeah. I mean, I wish the city had more control over what TxDOT's doing on the highway. I mean, come on, let's look at the smart road they did with Hopkins. That, that was ridiculous. I can see how it worked on Ocarina Springs. It's a road almost twice the size of Hopkins, but when they tested us out, it really screwed up Hopkins, in my opinion. I mean, we're supposed to be... We're supposed to follow what TxDOT suggests when, I mean, we really should be having the city more involved in that process, and maybe we should not have all the projects going on at one time. Maybe there's a way that we can set up, how about TxDOT does this project, how about we do this project next month and not really Now, we, we are part of uh, Cap Metro. We are, yes, sir. And uh, so, you know, you you also have uh, not only the TxDOT issues, you know, you've got but the whole transportation. Yeah. And I was reading about um, this last weekend that uh, one, of, uh, it's going to be on the ballot in Maynard and one other place up in uh, Austin, and then one just voted to keep cap, uh, keep them on uh, ah. uh, on that Cap Metro. Okay. You know, uh, how do you feel about with our deals and with you know the bus service and the transportation that we have around town? Should we be with Cap Metro? Is that because part of our tax dollars go to pay for that? They do, yes, sir. Well, the sad part is is. I will say I'm disappointed when I see carts running around here in our local uh, transportation. I don't see many visitors on it. I don't see many people on those, the carts or the little buses we have. Mm -hmm. So I wish I knew, I wish I could tell you knew what the, that was. I don't have the information behind me, but I can tell you something has to be done. I feel like we're wasting money on these vehicles driving around they're pumping exhaust out there. They're not obviously not good for the environment, but we're wasting money. We're wasting time on these things. And, I guess I want to know more about it, and I wish I gave you a better answer, but I wish I knew more. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this is unprepared, okay? No, that's Folks, understood. I, I want everybody to understand this, okay, is that, yes, I talk with the candidates ahead of time, but I tell them I'm not sure what we're going to, you know, there's certain things <laughs> I'm going to ask you, okay? And I told you that the other it night. It is, but right? I will be fair. I think it's irresponsible for somebody running for office to give an answer without all the information they have. Sure. Yeah, and I, I want to be careful and that's on where, that. No, and I, I do, I, I appreciate and I respect that, and you gave kind of a feeling uh. for it. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to, you know, this. these are things, folks, that, you know, when you get a chance to get close to Matthew Mendoza, and it's not that hard, you know, he's, oh, he's sure. a very personal. Uh, but, um, you know, you meet him at the farmer's market, you meet him out around town, or he comes by block walk and knocks on your door, all right? Have a question or two that you is important to you that you think you need to be asking. Well, in all honesty, yeah. that's what makes us better representatives. And, of course, I couldn't imagine anybody running for council or any elected position ready to go and knowledgeable right off the bat. That's... It's not how it works. You're supposed to be allowing everybody of every part of our city to run for office, and we can always teach policy. But it's how do they approach the citizens? Are citizens able to speak to you? And when you speak to our citizens, when you speak to our neighbors, that's how you become a better councilman, because you can get their ideas and you can argue for what they want. 
but that's what we need. We need foots on the ground and to understand. And how do you mean foots on the ground and understand? Oh, I'm the same way I do with planning and zoning. So I, I'm going to treat city council the same way in my position. Anytime we get those packets to make decisions, you need to be knocking on the neighbor's doors. You need to go to those areas that are affected and talk to every single person that you can and ask them, what do you think about this? Because there are, there are going to be others on that uh, diocese with us, and I can't just make that decision. So I have to have all the information, and the citizens have to be satisfied with my vote, and I have to be able to answer them why I voted the way I did, and they need to give me what they want. So you grew up uh, here. I've got about two, three minutes. I'm going to yes, do this sir. one. But here's here's where I wanted to go, was the schools. And, uh, you know, this is a big issue with you, yes, is sir. working with the schools to talk about that component of, you know, you talked earlier about the jobs and oh, that we absolutely. need the jobs. And I th I'll, I'll let well, you go from there. I, I, I hate to admit this, but I went to Lehman High School a couple of weeks ago, and I am impressed by the way that they allow their students to break that stigma of trade. That they allow those students to really embrace working with their hands on cars, uh, electrical work, construction. I find that lacking here in the San Marcos School District. I know that we are building facilities to help encourage IT, but we need to bring jobs in here that are focusing on IT, things that are the next step up for job market, things that are going to be lasting much longer than we can possibly imagine, a secure job. These jobs will provide retirement benefits reasons for kids to stay and if we have them here we can have the high school cooperate with them and maybe have some kind of conjunction with the university to use their IT setup we need to provide opportunities for our kids all right and on that note we're going to take a quick station ID break I'm here in the studio with Matthew Mendoza who is running for city council place number one the city of San Marcos it's going to be on the November ballot early voting is going to be starting in uh, October and I've got my clipboard is sitting over there with my dates on it. I'll, I'll get Jimmy to hand that to me here in just a second. Uh, KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We'll be right back with you. Hey, all Did you know that the 5th Annual Emergency Preparedness Fair is happening soon? That's right. The event takes place Saturday, September 10th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Hayes CISD Performing Arts Center here in Kyle. What is an emergency preparedness fair, you may ask? Good question, and I'm glad you did. The theme this year is going to be Ready, Prep, Go. It's a call to be ready for any emergency that comes your way through being prepared. Attendees can take useful classes, learn how to make a preparedness kit, and hear from experts about how to be ready to face any emergency, such as floods, freezes, tornadoes, hurricanes, and fires. Just in the past three or four years, Hayes County has experienced flooding, a devastating freeze, and wildfires exacerbated by extreme drought. So on Saturday, September 10th at 10 o'clock at the Hayes CISD Performing Arts Center in Kyle, I'm going to see you there. So together we can figure out what to do when living in Texas gets real. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
And we talked about that uh, Hunger Awareness Month. Uh, and you can also get some more information. Go to the Rotary, uh, San Marcos Rotary, and uh, get some more information about how you can help here locally with uh, hunger awareness. And uh, going back the other way that you can get involved, uh, well, there's a couple ways, but um, key deadlines uh, uh, for the League of Women Voters, uh, you can go to vote411.org. Uh, Early voting is October 24th through November 4th, and election day is November 8th. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know these, <laughs> but I'd want to make sure. No, I, I appreciate I you letting them know. And so uh, it was over. Uh, uh, they were handing these out at the uh, lines at the food bank uh, up here. Uh, oh, that's and really cool. So the League of Women Voters, they were out there in the sun, and I was watching them go. You know, this is the church right up the street yes, from sir. me. Uh, and uh, so everybody comes in, and they get lined up in their cars now. It used to be they'd get, you know. So this was started during the social distancing. <laughs> right. And so now this is just that's the way they're doing this, and, and you pull up and you put it in your car. But so uh, there was two people from the League of Women Voters out there getting people signed up. And uh, you know what, folks? Don't think that, you know, just because they go to the food bank that they're going to vote to the left, okay? Don't think, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Hunger affects both the right and the left, yes, okay? Sir. And, you know, this is, I just, I was uh, impressed that they were out there. They uh, had the cards there. They were telling everybody the dates and where to go to get more information. And I think this is important, too, that... You know, sometimes people think, well, and part of it is that it is if you're older, retired, if you have more wealth, you, you know, generally that you are more involved in your right. local community. But now, you know that San Marcos is very poor. Yes, sir. And, and you know, when you look at the, the statistics and the way that it is shaped, okay, is that... You know, we, yes, we have some, some wealth here, okay, but it is disproportionate in with, uh, you know, a lot of the older communities. Yes, so, sir. I mean, how do you balance those things on a planning and zoning, on a city council, on where are we going? You know, Matthew, where do you see us in 3030, in 3030, holy crime, <laughs> in 2030? <laughs> it's not like Zager, Zager well, and Evans now. You know, Rob... We're on a little breaking point here. We can make a choice. We can accept what's happening and maybe get ahead of the game and maybe be smart about what we can allow in our city, or we can allow it to overrun us. We should have made these decisions back in the 90s and been a little bit more prepared for what's happening now. We know what's happening. Whether we like it or not, the population is coming, and we're going to be, I guess the estimation is about 110,000 over the next 20 years. That is just the population of the city itself, not counting the university. We have to be able to balance our past and our future. We have to understand that we have the ability right now to be ahead of the game. We can control what we can and we can have more thought about what we allow in this area. We can be more responsible. So if we understand we're coming ahead of the game, we can prepare ourselves of downtown traffic. We can allow these businesses to come in. We can responsibly put homes where there's no impacting and allow these communities to thrive. There are things that we can do responsibly, but we have to be on board and communicate and take everybody's idea and not just be stuck on what we feel is the right path. We have to be open and able to admit when we're wrong 
and look beyond just Austin and San Antonio. If we want to have downtown be a bike-oriented city, we need to look to organizations or to cities and nations that rely on bike traffic as a necessity, not as a recreation. We have to look to these cities that have done it for thousands or hundreds of years, excuse me, and make things work. There's, yes, sir. <laughs> so, I, I, but I, I don't yes, want to let you get too far off know, track sorry, where I, I was there. headed, where I wanted you to go, I guess, yes. is, or, you know, I want you to go, but, uh, <laughs> okay, so... We have moved out of San Marcos. So uh, many that cannot afford to live in San Marcos. Right. Okay. Yes, sir. So these are the lower income that are all the way out in Redwood. Okay. These are in our school district. Yes, sir. But they're not part of our city of San Marcos. They're ETJ. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of our older Hispanic uh, areas, I mean, Gravel Street. Okay, for oh, those absolutely. of you who know that Gravel Street, okay, is uh, down um, right on the other side of the railroad tracks, kind of border between Dunbar and uh, San Antonio Street, and go on on down. It's right along the uh, Purgatory Creek. Right. All right, this area floods all the time. But these are these small homes that have been there forever. Yes, sir. Okay. You know as well as I do, you're seeing what's going on on planning and zoning on that. Yes, sir. $300,000 for one of those homes down mm -hmm. there? Well, okay, so I live in Rio Vista neighborhood. Right. And, I mean, up to about 10 years ago, homes were at the very most going for 200000 I mean, we're talking homes built in 1948. A couple of months ago, a home on my corner sold for 500000 cash, and the owners already have had to remove the roof, add three or four feet to it, and have redone the entire piping inside the, inside the house because it's flooding all the time. And they bought it cash from out of state. I wish I could tell you there was a way to prevent this from happening. This is an open market. People have the right to purchase these homes, but there has to be a way to responsibly oh, just to hold these developers and these builders accountable. And why are they developing? I mean, we have to find some way to densify these new neighborhoods to allow more affordable housing or maybe there's a way i have a fear so so when we uh, talk about affordable housing okay, though, affordable housing okay i you know it is always this i don't know people don't get down into the dirt on it okay come on sure okay. this is you know i'm the guy that came to san marcos delivering phone books and going in around all these neighborhoods okay yes, sir. this is i go around to flea i i go to yard sales okay okay i get to meet all of our neighbors okay i have been the president of the neighborhood association okay i know a lot of these issues that are there yes sir and how do you get so that we can keep the families here that have been here well, that's okay the you know in in when it's the cost of that is just not only okay so you do go in and you keep it uh in the family sure okay you're you know you're in uh your early 30s right uh, i'm actually thank you but i'm 40 yeah uh, okay okay <laughs> i'll take it thank you we'll do that all right i usually don't ask the age of anybody you know uh, i assume that they're they're legal to be running for office yeah. okay but um so you know you are taking over from your parents right you know you okay. see in the in the neighborhoods here right where we could pass the homes down but they can't get to it because of the cost of those homes right yes you sir. know they, they it's just and the taxes on those homes oh it's ridiculous um, you know? i do think that the homestead exemption we definitely need to take a look at that and extend it we do need to do something to increase it we can do better and we will 
we will do better with that. And hopefully that helps a lot with these older communities and especially those who do feel like they are paying too much taxes. We can add relief. But these homes you're talking about in Barrio Pascal, in Victoria, in Rio Vista, these are multi, like I said, generational homes. These are individuals who maybe grandparents who are raising their grandkids or the kids raising their grandparents. They also are they're leaving the town as well. Once they have the opportunity, they're leaving because we don't have any financial incentive for them to stay here. I understand that the job market is weak here. I know that we're getting influx with homes. We're getting flooded with those guys. There's no way that we can all together raise that minimum wage. You're going to have arguments on both sides. So why try to fix the problem that way when we can start bringing jobs in that people can get right off of high school making $18, $20 an hour, have the opportunity to expand their knowledge and become maybe executives 15, 20 years down the line, give them good jobs so that way they can afford the houses that, let's be honest, there's no way we can change the prices. That is the way it is. There's demand for that. They're going to buy the houses at that price. Unfortunately, those who don't make triple figures, they can't afford those $500,000 homes. But what we can do is provide them jobs that maybe they can eventually provide and buy those homes. Well, let me kind of pivot a little bit yes, on sir. that because you're talking about the jobs. And you're talking about those $18 an hour jobs. And, sure. you know, we bring in, you know, yes, we've got Amazon here. And Amazon is a hard worker. But are. there are a lot of people that have flourished there. That, yes, well, I mean, you know, you talk to, uh, you know, Amazon gets a bad rap. Basically, you hustle. Okay, oh, they're absolutely. paying you, and you work hard for the money. Okay, there's no doubt about it. All right? Well, yeah, a hard you're you're not going in a mine. You know, you're, you're right. not, you know, but, uh, but even now, though, where I just read where uh, the uh, city of Austin, minimum wage is now going to be $20. Yes, sir, for city employees and contractors. Right, and they were talking about the police and the fire okay. and how, you know, that is very hard for, uh, you know, Ed, that they've had to raise that rate. They've had to raise that rate for to get workers and yes, contractors. Sir. You know, we're seeing the same thing here in San Marcos, we right? absolutely are. Yes, sir, we are. And it also has to do with the environment. I know that our first responders, it's hard on them. And I can only imagine the stress level when you have uh, criticism coming at them at all times, uh, not being able to do their jobs. I Sorry, <laughs> I, I lost No, no, it's there. okay. No, it's, it's not. I, I don't mean to distract you on that either. But uh, I think that, I mean, I, I hate to keep going back to it, but we have to be able to provide the right income for individuals. We have to be able to provide them the right opportunity. Unfortunately, you can't give everybody everything. You have to be able to at least provide them the opportunities and let them go that next step. Well, what about when we're in these bidding wars for our police and our fire? Okay. Uh, do you mean more meet and confer behind the scenes, or are you talking about... Well, and I'm talking about, you know, is that, okay, so Austin raises it. Then everybody okay. else has to raise it to keep up with Austin. Then, you know, somebody, it's this, you know, high stakes, you know... In, you know, it's the same for anything, whether it's nursing, whether it is any well, of our professionals well, right Austin now. Austin gets away with raising those and able to get away with that financing and, and raising the the, um, the salary of these individuals because they also have the market to do that. You have so many high-end companies out there that their competition is there. You have city employees that are willing to leave to go make $15, $20 more at a company that's a private organization instead of going for the government. I wish I could tell you that our city was in a state that we could pay the highest dollar for every employee because they all deserve to be paid very well, but we're not. But we also don't want to raise taxes on people as well. We're in that very delicate stage that maybe studios like we just had, the movie studios, is the right direction to go to. So instead of building more homes, 
we can use those and get tax incentives from them and maybe help out with that way. Maybe call centers would be a way for us to get more tax dollars. There's got to be something that we can do that we can get more money from these corporations and bring them in and ease the pain a little bit so we can have more infrastructure, so we can have better paying employees. And is it getting money from the corporations? Is it, you know, well, I don't taxes. know. Taxes, I'm hoping to get I, taxes off of them. You know, I, I really have this, uh, I hate this, okay, you know, let's go to the highest bidder. And it, it's kind sure. of like, I, I want to go back to those days when it was, you know, hey, it's one-stop shopping at the dealership. It's whatever price you see here. That's yeah. the price you pay, you know, and we're not doing this, you know, one-upmanship. Hey, you know, get, we'll get you the better deal, you know. I wish there was a way to stop that. I mean, it, it's 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 that flood that you have coming in here. Um, no, Rob, I mean, there's – it's <laughs> – that is the million dollar question is how do you responsibly work on that? How do you fix that issue? How do you, how do you get what the city deserves? Get what the city deserves. That's yes, an sir. interesting way Well, we deserve a lot of things here. Our city deserves, our citizens deserve to have this Camelot that we all believe we should have, but we can't afford to get everything that we want. We can't afford to make the river perfect right now. We can't afford to provide affordable housing for people. It's just the reality that we have. We can only try to adjust and try to get ahead of the game but that's where the council gets together with all their different ideas and uh, different perspectives and maybe come up with ideas that can solve or maybe get us in the right direction well is it is it the <laughs> council that comes up with the ideas no it's mainly staff but we can encourage it and we actually can come up with ideas ourselves and maybe give staff the direction to investigate or maybe look at this but and that is one of the the functions of city council I is, want, yes, sir. and and this is why i'm bringing this up is oh, this sure. is a this is a little detail that i is very important to me for our listeners to know is that it's not council doesn't go up here and you know we're decreeing this and the mayor is up there i anoint this you know decision right. this isn't how this goes folks okay is it comes through a process yes it goes through commissions usually and then the commissions recommend and staff is involved and we're going to come back to that talk about the staff here in just a second and then we're going to have our closing uh, remarks and uh for the show tonight and now uh, we're here with matthew mendoza kzsm.org and uh, uh, it, he hasn't walked down on me yet I guess I haven't <laughs> been that bad this is Rob Burke, your host this is kzsm.org true community radio this is we the people your local connection every Friday night from 7 until 8 o'clock and this is a political commentary show the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts the guests and not necessarily those of kzsm or smtx cra the governing board we'll be right back with you after Hey, some great shows to check out. This is the new one I was talking about. Discover Texas is going to be on the air tomorrow night. Check it out. He's He's got some neat uh, promos. Tune in every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Live on kzsm.org for Discover Texas. We are showcasing all arts, music, comedy, film, production, and anything Texas style. Tune in every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. on kzsm.org. Catch us on all your social media. On the radio, this is the Sweet Honey Bear Blues on Tuesday at 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. You got me giving you what you just didn't know you needed.
Thank you for listening to KZSM. I'm Marianne Reese, host of Senior Centric, a program designed for and around us seniors. My intent is to tweak your caring about yourself, others, and our world, as well as the curiosity to know and learn more. Hope you'll join me on Senior Centric first Thursdays of each month from 2 to 3 o'clock on KZSM. If you'd like to contact me, do so at lifelonglearningsmgmail.com. Yes, and Paul McCartney just had his 80th birthday, you know, and that was when I'm 64, you know, will you still need me, you know, it's like, and you, you think about that, so, um, hey, a couple uh, notes for you here, I ran into uh, uh, my good buddy, uh, talk about feeling old sometimes, uh, Ronnie Bowden with uh, Autic Empire, and uh, September 17th, the Come and Tubit Music Festival, second annual one, and uh, Autic Empire, they've got a cool, I'll have to post this out here, they got a cool uh uh, little uh, check that out. I love the art. This is where oh, wow. you know wow. this is us in San Marcos. Okay, I'm yes, gonna have sir. this up in the window. I love it. But uh, they're gonna have a river cleanup into your bash. Uh, Hotel Ugly, Peter Dante, and Howie Spangler are also gonna be there. Oh, Henry the in- Henry the Invisibles. Okay, and uh, Matt uh, Tuzan, Dog Beach Rebels. Sunrise Police, yeah, but uh, uh, it's going to be out in Martindale. So uh, tickets are at uh, AuticEmpire.com. Okay, so go check that out. That's uh, some awesome artwork. Yeah, I love oh, it, gosh. isn't it? I just, yes, you know, sir. and of course I picked that up over here at uh, uh, Mad Dabber is going to be there tonight at the Modern Day Hemp Company, and that was, you know, I. I love the neighborhoods, okay, and just running in. This is my neighborhood down here right now. Right, yeah. Okay, so it's going around. So here it is Friday night. I don't get my hair cut, but I go (laughs) and I run into these other people, okay, and I'm talking to these other folks, and here's this show, here's this DJ, and here's the other one. If you have not gotten the crepes yet, okay, Buddy's Barbecue and Crepes, only in Texas. Oh, right here. It's right Right up here. Yes, yes. Okay, $8 gets you the good one, $7, $6, I think. It's, I mean, there's like the premium ones. And then you can sprinkle uh, some chocolate on the crepes. Heard some really good things about and that And those crepes are just awesome. And so they were getting some, uh, uh, talked to some guys here, and uh, they're like, oh, wait a minute, I know you from uh, the flea market. Yeah, uh, you know, you have the whiz. And, you know, I got talking about what we were doing up at the flea market. This, folks, is how you do it, okay, is that, you know, not only do you volunteer at a hey we don't have any local media to get into in-depth stuff about this okay this is a podcast that we're putting out on the internet that we do every week from here okay is that you make things happen i want an interview with these people i give them the the microphone Mm -hmm. come on in it's like we're sitting on the porch have fun and you know get out there and i want people to feel that these are accessible this is not vote them out you are the you know you can vote people in or out and you can control okay and you have that ability yes you all have that ability make sure you vote coming up okay and uh yes hey hemp you know you can uh, you know legalize marijuana it's going to be on the ballot in november here so uh get registered here locally if you're not all right and uh the last date of register uh, to vote is actually uh 
October 11th yes, sir. is the uh, and uh, you can vote by mail on October 28th and uh, you've got to have your vote by mail-in ballots have to be in by November 8th at least have a uh, 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 postmark okay so uh, you know there are going to be a lot of things yes you are going to have the legalization of marijuana although it's not legalization what it is this decriminalization of marijuana yes, in sir. San Marcos and, and I don't know what do you feel on that really uh, I think it's about time to be honest with you my only concern and I, and I keep bringing this up I honestly think four ounces that that's a pretty significant amount I think that we could have passed it on council I think it would have been an easier sell to the citizens of San Marcos if we would have negotiated maybe down to an ounce Eventually, yes, of course, uh, full state decriminalization uh, is going to happen. Uh, I, I definitely expect that to happen, but we have to be honest with the citizens here and let them know that you uh, decriminalize it, that's for SMPD. That's not uh, Texas State Police. That doesn't uh, go over for DPS. That doesn't go for Texas Rangers. That's just only for SMPD. So they need to understand that so that way they know the law itself. But it's about time, and mm -hmm. I do support it right now. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and going back to before the break, because I want to hit this real quick, and then I want you sure. to have some closing time here, is that the city staff, you know, you deal with city staff very deeply with the uh, uh, planning and zoning. Yes, sir, I do very much okay. so. so you know city staff we have to hire them we have the city manager i mean our city manager makes 200 and uh, about 230 grand a year i think somewhere in there they, they get paid pretty well i mean they, yeah. they, it's it's it is still a government job but yes yes sir yes well i mean they're <laughs> they're basically how many uh, we've got in the city of san marcos we have how many employees 400 I a, uh, actually no uh, in total i believe it's 800 800 yes sir a little bit over 800. Uh, a little bit right over, now. yes, sir. And uh, we've got between fire, police, you know, everyone that is, a, uh, that is, you know, an it's 800. A responsibility. Right. You're you're basically running a corporation, you know. That's, uh, you, you absolutely know. are. You have the mayor who is our, uh, let's call her the board of directors. Let's yeah. just say she is, she is the main person, he or she, whoever uh, may come uh, at the end of the November. But then you have your, your support staff, you have your other board which is going to be your, your city council and then they go to their directors which would be your planning and zoning but they all have to cooperate with each other they all have to make decisions for their staff whether we like to agree with it or not we are management that is a management part uh, of the government and we have to be good management we have to listen to our staff we have to respect our staff and we need to be able to provide our staff with all the resources we have because without a happy staff they can't provide the decision makers, those who make the votes with the correct information. So we desperately need to have them and we need to make sure they're happy because the decisions we make on planning and zoning revolve about what they give us. All right. Yes, sir. Matthew Mendoza, so why don't you go ahead and close us out here and, right. uh, you know, with your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have this one down. You're going to be doing it over and You're over. You're right. Okay. No, it is, and I will say I thank you because this is a, a nice little shooting range, you know, trial here and I, I had a lot of fun, but basically ladies and gentlemen i do appreciate you listening uh, again it's a really honor it's a big honor for me to sit across from rob I'm, I'm a fan here i do appreciate the show that you do you you do give the information to the people and doesn't make a difference what side of the aisle they're on it's fair i appreciate that just know that i'm out there i'm busting my butt every day i walk the streets i make sure i talk to every citizen i do feel that the city needs a different representation right now i think we need to go ahead and listen to the neighborhoods that aren't uh, that feel that they aren't being paid attention to. I think that we need to be equal to everybody. I think that there are certain 
policies that we need to pass, that we need to have a cohesive mind frame when it comes to city council. I think that if we all work together, we can get things done. And I think it's about time we have a cooperative city council that can not only make the city work the way we want it to and bring us that beautiful Camelot that we deserve, but we can also go out there and bring that money and we need from the government to help protect our river, get us some better schools, and get us that affordable housing that we all know we deserve. So I want you to go ahead and realize that, folks, that this is important. November is very important for you. No matter how you vote, voice. Make sure that your voice is heard. It is your responsibility to honor that. Please. And this last week, uh, you got to uh, draw, you know, where you appear on the ballot. Oh, it makes a difference. <laughs> it makes a difference. I've talked about this. Okay. And I know that when I ran for Congress, mm -hmm. being on the top of the ballot in both um, in Bear County and in Travis County, okay, oh, oh, it wow. made the difference for oh, me. Oh, absolutely. And it's usually about a 2 to 3%. And especially when you're down on the lower end of the, you know, when everybody's getting to the end, how many more of these do I have to punch? How many more of these do I have to do? That is when they finally get to you. That is exactly what it is. And okay. I'll be honest, I, I am extremely lucky. I was blessed to be able to choose number one. So I'm going to ride that as far as I can get it. <laughs> well, and it is funny because so much of the time, that and signage. I mean, you know, people don't really realize in the local races how much it matters. And you're yes, out sir. there getting out your signs. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to put out one of your signs well, or they want you, you to talk or we, anything else? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm probably going to you know, regret this later on, but I'm more than happy to give all your listeners my personal phone number. Don't I ever should. regret doing that. Okay, because okay. I, I have no shame in it. You guys want to contact me, contact me. I work nights. We which means that I am awake <laughs> all through the daytime. I'm a bit crazy for that, but Matthew Mendoza, you can reach me at 512-787-9662. And if you just want to voice concerns, you want a yard sign, if you just want to yell at somebody, give me a call because the job I'm applying for, that is my job. And did you want to tell everybody about what you do? Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, I can definitely let you know. So um, I am, and I know this is going to sound a bit odd to people, but I am what you can call an analytical behavior engineer. Basically, that's a very important way to say that I create, distribute, and handle software to companies out there to help allow their customer service and their, uh, let's say, call center agents to be more effective and we save money that way. So basically, when you hear somebody tell you, be careful, your call's being recorded, oh, believe me, it's recorded, and I listen to every single one of them. So just know um, when it comes to IT, when I start to mention IT, I started off at the bottom. I started off as a call center, and now I am up there with CCNA, CCIPs, which are you know pretty decent certifications for networking, but I did it all from an IT company that allowed me the opportunity to succeed within itself, and that's what we need, folks. I keep to keep going back to it, but we need companies that appreciate their employees like that. See, there you go, an his story of uh, going back. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, it pulled yourself up from the bootstraps. And, uh, I hope okay. so, I hope so. Well, no, I wanted, to, I wanted folks to know about that because I, I think that is important to kind of know where you're coming I appreciate that. From. Matthew Mendoza, thank you for coming in tonight. And I failed to m mention Buddy's Barbecue and Crepes is right down here down the street from us. It's on Hutchinson and uh, 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 Guadalupe, okay, North North Guadalupe and Hutchinson. And Rob and I are going there right after the show. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't have any money until I go out to the flea oh, market go. tomorrow. Don't you worry about that. Uh, KZSM.org, True Community Radio, and thank you. And coming up next, Friday Night with Care is uh, going to be here. And uh, 
Uh, we're going to um, do an encore of last week's show for you. And uh, Carol's getting better, and uh, look forward to getting her back in the studio. And thank you very much for all of you that have tuned in, all of you that are listening to us on our podcast. And thank you to everyone who helps support community radio here in San Marcos, Texas. Oh, yes, come on by and see our uh, Garfield Has Moved and uh diesel d uh, uh, has made the mermaid one for september and we are going to be down uh, announcing at the mermaid uh, uh float down here at uh, actually at hutchinson and at lbj right out uh, we're going to get our power from over here at the showdown so come on out folks kzsm.org thank you for tuning in and uh, y'all have a very good labor day weekend be safe out there